Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 183, believe it or not, of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. This is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila, and today we're here to talk about a monthly business to-dos. So yeah. to-do lists every month. Man, I um, I run into this all the time, and it's something that we should have been doing for the past, I don't know, decade for Cold and Coleman and Company, just having this kind of checklist approach. And we've only recently adopted doing things like this. And, uh, and so far, and I'm doing that, you know, in my, in my side hustle business. And, and I know a bunch of business people that are just starting to get into this. And it's just a matter of figuring out what you need to make sure of every month. Because when you don't, um, terrible or hilarious things happen. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I would agree. Terrible or hilarious or, um, or maybe worse, um, missed opportunities. Yeah. You know, the kind of thing where you just, you, 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 you want to kick yourself, be like, oh, if I would adjust, then I could have, and it, it could be money-making opportunities or money-saving opportunities or, or just headache uh, avoidance yeah. opportunities. So these bullet points are going to be in the, in the show notes. You are welcome to grab them, you know, if you're on your, on your desktop or, or later on, but uh, let's, let's jump into it because this first one, um, we just did recently, started doing recently, and I was shocked in a review pricing. Oh, okay. 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 So yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So so yeah, this is essentially what we're saying here is just take a look at all of your pricing, your, your retail pricing, essentially, of everything that you sell on a regular basis and make any determinations. Is the price wrong, right? Yeah. And and not just that, but you know, is there um, is the price wrong for your business, and and is the price incorrectly displayed? Right. So right. two different things. When we go through um, this past month, we went through our pricing for our digital heat effects product line, and uh, I think we identified thirty four different places in the. Coldessi, Coleman and Company Digital Heat FX Universe, where the price for one or more of the Digital Heat FX machines was displayed. So now we know, because we were we were having those issues, we'd forget to add a special to one page that was on another, or there'd be some small change in the package or something like that, and we'd forget. So now we've literally got a spreadsheet that has each individual page. So when there's a price change, our review pricing list starts with, Okay, go through each one of these pages, make sure the price matches what we have decided the price should be or the price change needs to be. Yeah, it can be a challenge, uh, especially if in your business you work with um, flyers or brochures or anything that could be printed or posted online. Um, that is uh, maybe a non-dynamic document. You know, that can always be a challenge for you. So you want to have a list to make sure, you know, do you have multiple price sheets? 
Yeah. Do you have uh do you work with schools and maybe you have a price sheet for each individual school? So you've got maybe half a dozen price sheets. Well, you just found out that the cost of one of the t-shirts that you sell has gone up. Now maybe you have stock, so it was okay while the month was going on. Right. You were still profitable, but you know that come uh September or October, you're gonna have to re-up at the new higher price, have you prepared and updated all of those? Do you have a list so you can go ahead and get those out to your vendors uh, or your or your customers, I should say? Yeah, because what you want to avoid is is getting a nice order from a school or, uh, or a good customer and then realizing you're losing a buck an order because you forgot to update the update the price list. Right, right. And, and I think the opposite is true too, um, which... We don't think about it as much necessarily, but um, is there opportunity for a price to go down? Mm-hmm. Because, uh, and I'll give, I'm sitting on one of those opportunities now, right? <laughs> okay. Actually. So Mark knows I got a new chair recently. And one of the things I noticed, I got an alert on my email and it said, uh, an item you're looking at, the price went down, right? And the price of this chair that I looked at six months ago went down like 40%. Right. So I started shopping chairs. Apparently, just in this day and age, the uh, there's probably an abundance of chairs. I'm assuming <laughs> some sort of a uh, work from home twenty. The office, the famous office chair glut of 2022. Yeah, that uh, everyone wanted a new chair to work from home in, and then uh, uh, the factories in China started making an infinite number of chairs, and then eventually they uh, ran out. So now the price of chairs dropped. Well. If you're an Amazon seller and you're selling chairs like this and you haven't checked pricing, you could still be running a chair that's 30, 40% higher than everybody else. Yeah. And potentially losing customers you didn't even know you were losing. But I, I think we should adapt that for our customers. If you were selling custom chairs, yes. customized <laughs> chairs. All mm-hmm. right. So I think review pricing is a great idea and it should be done you know, at least every month. I mean, really, even if you think your prices haven't changed... Um, it's probably not, that's probably not true. Something yeah, has changed. And, and I, you should take I a think a, a good way to do it is especially on, on standard products that you sell often, there's probably not a lot of them. Right. Right. Um, so you kind of just, you go through, you take a look at invoices, you kind of compare some data, um, you check if you got any emails or notifications or letters from your vendors, just double check those. Um, okay. Yes. I remember getting something about this going up. Did that, did I make any proper adjustments? Um, also what I like about it. And one last thing is it's an opportunity for you to get that letter or notification, or you go to shop online and you realize the price went up that you don't have to burn everything down and and fight that right that moment. Right. Because you're going to buy supplies and make something custom and deliver it to a customer. That's your plans for today. You don't want to interrupt that with having to adjust pricing on all of your products and do it haphazardly in the middle of a busy day. So you know that on the second of next month, you're scheduled to review that and hey, okay, everything's fine for now. I'll make through and then I'm scheduled to look at this in a few, in a couple of weeks. I think the second is a good idea because this is actually September 2nd. There we go. That's why I said it actually. If you picked up on that. That's why you picked that number. So um, I I agree with all that. And then the next thing to do, and, and it's kind of what we just talked about here when we're looking at our websites, 
to make sure that all the pricing is right is, is that's really kind of part of a marketing check-in. Mm-hmm. You know, you really need to take a look at your marketing universe, uh, what you're selling, how much it is, et cetera, at least once a month to make sure that you're staying on track with your customers and your own business. Yep. Yeah. The marketing check-in is uh, something we've actually discussed many times on the podcast. We've talked about doing annual ones and regular ones and, and, and marketing planning and stuff like that. But a marketing check-in, I think to summarize it is, in my opinion, at least, yep. is everything that's outwardly facing to your customers should be have a degree of check-in or check-up once a month. Yeah. This doesn't necessarily mean you have to read every paragraph of every social media post and every flyer you have, you know, but you should have a running kind of thought process of, um, are these things still relevant? Is there anything that has changed recently? Um, And if you have a monthly check-in scheduled, if you notice that, uh, again, example, you get an email, um, these items are on sale, they're discontinued coming soon, right? right? You don't have to tackle it then, but you know that you sell that hat. Yeah. So potentially what you do is you add it to your list, your marketing check-in, and then you put on there, um, you know, I'm probably going to want to take that hat off of my website because it's discontinued. Yeah. Or you're going to take advantage of any kind of discounted prices from that vendor and have a closeout sale. Right. So buy, buy them all and have a sale for the coming month. Right, right, right. Because right. That, that's and, the other thing to look at is to figure out, you know, are you going to engage in any promotions next month? What are the sales going to be? Um, that's now on Coldessie's list and why we put together that um, list of the 34 pages, you know, for digital heat effects is we need to find out not just what changes we have to make, but, you know, we talk to our vendors to see if there's a financing special that they've got, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe one of our vendors is... Uh, has asked us to, you know, has given us more supplies that we can give away with our units, or maybe we've negotiated some kind of a deal with the freight company so -hmm. we can offer free freight on more things. You know, it's, um, you really need to take a look for a minute at least and see if there's anything that you want to change for the season or for the month coming up. Yeah, that's great. And, and sometimes what's, what's so hard about this is, Guys, you're you're set. You're telling me obvious stuff, <laughs> you know, right? I mean, that's somebody said this is obvious stuff. What am I getting out of this? I'm telling you that Mark and I both know this because we both work have worked over our entire careers independently with small business owners, yeah, to help them out. How many times have you gone to somebody's website and filled out a form and they don't even get it? 70% of the time, <laughs> right? Or just wait, something wait, wait. Late. I'm not making up that number. It's literally yeah. 70% of the time. Uh, and uh, I had uh, somebody that I was talking to recently and I said, I think it's super cool that you do this. Oh, no, oh, actually, we don't do that anymore. Oh, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, I haven't done it for like a year at least. Not oh, since okay. I don't think we've done that since like 2019. Um, by the way, if you're listening to this in the future, it's 2022. Right. Actually, and, even uh, if you're not, if, if, <laughs> if you're, you're listening, listening to, this, a, in to past, this in the past, it's also yeah. If you're listening to this in the past, 2020 is a weird time. <laughs> um, Just skip it. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, 
I'm, I'm not even sure where I was going. Mark. No, neither, neither am I, but I, I will <laughs> no, say I that... do. I do know. I do know. Okay. So, uh, they, so this person said, I hadn't even sold that in a couple of years. I don't even do that in a couple of years. And I said, you know, it's right on the front of your website. It's on the homepage. It's like right. in the, the main banner. And they're like, Oh, you know what? I just really don't go to the homepage often. I go to other right. pages and I share these posts and blogs and stuff. So I'm, I'm yeah. all over the website every day, but I'm not really on the homepage hardly ever. I didn't even think about it. Right. And, and that's that, I mean, really, and like I said, I think I mentioned, we just put together this list of the 34 pages where digital heat FX pricing lives officially. We would always go through all the websites, but we really never had the this page, this page, this page, and this page. And we've been selling digital heat effects for eight years, something like that. I mean, it's been a long time. So, um, but there are there are other things than just you know checking your website for updates and changes. Um, I'm gonna re- and and checking for what promotions that you want to run next month if the pricing needs to be changed. I also want you to really just quick quickly make sure that the phone number on your website is correct and that it works, that your contact form works, like Mark Vila uh, mentioned, and um, and that any links that you've got to social media. Because one thing I also found is people will develop their websites from a template. And it will have like 57 social media links at the bottom to to services that no one actually ever goes to. Yeah, there's still a Vine link down there. Blogspot. No one, no one, no one knows what that is. So, um, so you know, you and if I go and click on those, it really it takes me to spam pages or it takes me somewhere I don't need to go. So, um, you should go through all those social media links and review those too. I, I can't tell you how often if. The the interesting part about this, I guess, is so often we go to um, larger company websites in general, right? We're going to Lowe's website and and, uh, Walmart's website and Target and CVS and, and Walgreens. And we go to all these websites that have massive teams of people. Yeah. That, that monitor and, and do things with the website. I mean, the teams are so big. I may have mentioned this before in the podcast. A friend of mine, his job for a, a large company website was he would get a report from somebody and then he would make sure the ticket was entered in correctly and all the links were right and there and it was spelled right and it made sense. And then he would make sure that it was in the queue properly. So he was like a bit of that office space. So it's like, so, right. so you deliver it directly to the engineers? Well, no, no, oh, no. I don't deliver. <laughs> like, so he was just, he was, he, that's what he Now I want to hire that guy. It sounds very and, um And by the way, I think it was like a six figure job, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, he and, he and he was amongst the team. Now, the reason I bring that up is, is because you go to Target all the time and you're never going to see on the top of, of Target's website, um, 4th of July sale still, still showing up in August. Right. Because they have a whole team of people who does this. But when you end up on small business websites and and small business, I mean, meaning you don't have a dedicated team of people who just look at the website all the time, Um, small to medium sized business, all the time there are stuff mentioning we're closed for New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. It's like March. Uh, I mean, I just see this stuff always. Um, I'm 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 actually adding right now to to our little bullet points. Uh, check your uh, phone message. Oh yeah, 
voicemail message, email auto replies. I got an email auto reply from a business um, not too long ago when I opened up a support ticket. That was like a three month old thing about how an update to their software was coming in January. And I was like, it's like April. So I replied back and I said, I said, if the software didn't update, didn't come out yet. And it it, was like, there was already three updates since then. I would have just been, (laughs) how'd that go? Yeah. How'd that go? (laughs) Um, So point being, I know this is all obvious, but you're going to miss it if you don't pay attention to it. Yeah. So you should pay attention to everything we're saying here. And you should write some of this down and put it on a calendar event and do it. Otherwise the obvious things are what get, get, get past you. Yeah. And don't, don't forget just kind of the last bullet on this marketing check-in is to actually go through your social media profiles as well. You know, if you have a Facebook page, um, a Twitter account, Instagram, if you've got TikTok, if you've got LinkedIn, even if you don't use them regularly, you should go through once a month, just see if you've been spammed, make sure all the information is correct, make sure you've got a picture, that the headline's still appropriate, Mm -hmm. Um, even make any little changes that you want to. Like tell them you're now offering X, Y, Z, or there's a promotion coming this month. And uh, some people will... um or not some people, I mean, whatever you want to call it. Some people will put up a social post with the intention of not leaving it up forever. Oh yeah. Like maybe it's like, Oh, all new, right. <laughs> you know, or <laughs> product is on sale or I want to announce a temporary huge price break because of X, Y, Z. And then you post that on there. You're like, I just want to have this up for like a week for anybody who might see it, but I don't want to yeah. show it forever. Cause I don't want anybody to know in the future. I ever sold it for that price. Yeah. And then you forget and it's up there and it's, and you only post like twice a month. So it's only like six things down yep. and December comes and somebody says, Hey, I saw you had that uh, t-shirt on sale for this price. I'd love to get that price. Well, now the price has gone up twice and yeah. you sold it on a clearance sale for some other thing. Um, and you can't offer that. So it's another thing to kind of, it's a great thing to go to your social media and do a little mini scroll. Yeah. You know, what, what, if somebody came here, what would they see in five seconds of scrolling? That's great. That's a great tip. Yeah. And make sure that, that you're still happy with that. And if you're not fix it. So um, the, the next one is, is one that's also kind of very close to my heart because we, I've, I've actually been doing this for years and that's doing a financial review. And I'd suggest you do it for your business and how that relates to your personal finances as well. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's just you or you've just got one employee is to take a look back at the prior month and and look at your revenues, your profits and your expenses. Um, And by look at it, I mean, look at it, figure out Mm -hmm. how much it is Mm -hmm. if you can't pull it easily. Um, is there anything unusual about it? Did you get a particular high bill you don't recognize? Did you check your credit card statement and see if one of your people subscribed you to something? Or if there's something that you're subscribed to that you no longer need? Maybe it's a software. Uh, Maybe you got overcharged for um, supplies or printing or something like that. Doesn't match your, your, um, your PO. Really just digging down and looking at this picture of this is how much I made, this is how much I spent, here's my profits with all the details in between is really vital to your ongoing business health. Yeah. And it's just, it's one of those things that a really good habit of this is going to help you catch stuff 
um, before it's too late or before it's frustrating or annoying, you know, um, and all different little types of things can happen in that financial review. You can realize that in your um, Square or Stripe app, you didn't have it default to collect tax. Yeah. And then uh, you weren't collecting your little six, seven, eight percent tax that you needed to. And you've lost out on that money now because the government right. still wants it. Yeah. Um, uh, also, kind of in that financial thing is uh, we you know, wrote down like uh, fees and dues and monthly fees and things like that. An interesting thing about this is you may be a, um, a member of the Chamber of Commerce and there's an annual fee and you like being a member, right. assuming. Right. Uh, then, you know, uh, did you get an email about to pay that? Did you art? Did you put that email aside uh, because you're going to pay it later because you're about to walk out the door? Yeah. Um, and how are you how do you know to check up on that stuff if you don't have a scheduled review? And then or maybe you, you know, notice that it was it was auto debited and you never go and you don't want to be a member anymore. Yeah. Anymore, but yep. you just spend 300, 600 bucks on an annual membership again. Yep. You know, so yeah. um, I think that's really important. And of course, um, taxes, super important. You might want to get on the phone if you're at this level with your accountant or your CPA, just talk over taxes. Did you pay your payroll taxes? Do you owe social security? You know, I mean, um, do you owe all of those federal taxes that come along with um, owning your own business? Is there any licenses that you skipped? You know, um, I know we're going to get into that later, but it really is part of the financial review to see, you know, if you're if you're paying all your bills, it's one of them. Yeah. Paying the bills, money is coming in. Um, also overdue invoices oh, shoot. is something that that uh, lingers so often. And um, side note on that, I mean, in my especially when you're selling a tangible good. I wouldn't put any money into anything unless you've got some money up front. Yeah. Especially on a tangible good. This is a complete yes. side note, but okay. You have a potential client and they wanted you to mess with something on the logo. And you said, you know what? This is probably going to take me 15 minutes and I'll do a good faith type of thing. And you throw 15. I mean, I'm not going to tell you don't do that. I think right. I do that. Yeah. Um, But uh Oh yeah, get. I'll pay you tomorrow. Just get started. I'm in a rush. Right. I, I'm. Don't order those shirts because I'm telling you, the person who's in a rush who can't yeah. pay you today to get order those shirts is not going to pay you tomorrow. Yes, because hundred like percent chance of that. Right. Because unless you're selling twenty thousand dollars worth of stuff, yeah, they've got a credit card that has two hundred dollars on it. Right. That there. they could give you right now. Immediately. I'm driving. Okay. The, 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 pull the over, thing that pull over right. a quick sec. Like, where are you? Where are you? Are you on like the Autobahn going hundred miles per hour with no, <laughs> right. no place to pull over, you know, um, like, oh, you're stuck in traffic yet. Pull into that, that gas station parking lot real quick. I mean, yeah. like, don't let excuses on, don't let people bog you with excuses. Cause they're going to try to manipulate you. Those people who would do that. And next thing you know, you've got a uh, hundred shirts that you've made and somebody who's yeah. still going to pay you tomorrow. And you know, the other reason why you want to look at this is because it's super hard to collect on an old invoice. So for example, if, you know, if you send out an invoice to a customer that maybe they put a deposit, they just owe the rest and they didn't pay within the 15 days or 30 days and you check and look, 
you send them a bill, you just send them a reminder email and they didn't pay again. If you don't see that until the next month, now you've got something two months old. Mm -hmm. The the person doesn't even want to pay for it anymore. They may not remember the details of the order. You know, it's just, there's no motivation. You've really got to tighten up, tighten that up. Part of your financial uh, review, make sure no one owes you any money. Yep. It's it's much easier to collect two weeks later than it is two months later. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. So, um, uh, well, good. So I think a financial review is important. There's a million other things we could talk about in there. Um, I personally recommend you use software, something like FreshBooks or QuickBooks or something like that. Um, some something that will easily track it. Most of the online stuff now, um, I think FreshBooks is something silly, like seven dollars a month for yeah. the starter package, uh, and it does all this smart stuff. Um, not that I'm advertising them specifically, but um, I've used them, and uh, and it like you can auto set stuff to clients. So just your quick reviews are very very easy. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to recommend getting off those Excel spreadsheets and getting onto some sort of software that will be a little smarter, include some email reminders, you know, have colors of things that are paid and not paid automatically um, and stuff like that. And maybe even syncs with your credit card software. It'll make your financial reviews much easier. Mm-hmm. And if you're really bad at financial reviews, um, it's easy to give um, an accountant or somebody who is good at that stuff permission into one of those pieces of software to be a viewer or something like that. So you can have somebody review that stuff for you and let you know if there's a problem. So, so um, that brings us to uh, doing your sales review, which I like that it's separate from your financial review. I mean, you should be Mm -hmm. looking at what your numbers were last month versus this month, last year, make sure you're either growing in revenues or profits, or you're at a comfortable level and you're happy with your current performance. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way that sales review kind of should break down is you should know how many customers you've got, how many new ones came into your business, Mm -hmm. you know, and this will kind of give you the early signs like at, um, at Coldesi, we very closely track how many people made inquiries about our equipment. So, you know, we track that on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, so we can see um, our new potential customer trends over time. Right. So you should be doing the same kind of thing, even if it's one or two a month or five a month, you should you should know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I, I think and it's I think the another cool thing about like the sales stuff is um, it's an opportunity to be- get excited about stuff that happened. Yeah. You know, like just looking at that money that came in again and being like, oh, man, I remember Um you know, that lady just called me up out of the blue because I went to uh, a lunch party of some sorts, you know, yeah. an event. And I said, hey, I do custom mugs. And then I got a phone call the next day that was so cool. That reminds me, I should probably do more stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hey, I think um, that's very actually, cool. what they're probably thinking about themselves is I remember when I listened to the podcast, the CIS yes. podcast about, you know, networking and how to approach people. And I did that. Mm-hmm. Then a lady mm-hmm. called and ordered custom mugs. Um, okay, so that's the good news is how many new customers um, you got and think about how you got them. And like mm-hmm. Mark said, whether or not you want to do more of that, more of that. Also take a look at any customers that you may have lost. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to break that down into two categories. 
those are um, deals that you had expected and quoted on that did not close. So I feel like that's kind of a, a little uh, personal review. If you'd yeah. expected to get two orders from a local high school and they did not come in, then you should know why. Yeah. Um, because it may be a lost customer. You may have lost that business or there may have been, there may be something you can do to close that orders, that order now. I, I think that that's a really good part of the monthly review especially as you are, uh, if you're a business that's still of the size where you can individually review orders like that mm -hmm. to say, to find out why you lost deals. Um, you can't win them all and that's okay. Um, and you should be happy to only win the deals that are, that are the best for your business. But if you lost a deal because of pricing and, and you realize that that low price is just something that you reasonably won't work with, then that's okay, you know, but, yeah. and you then look at that profile of customer and you realize, you know, maybe that's not the right type of customer. Um, if you lost deal, if you lost a deal because you didn't follow up because you forgot to follow up via email and makes yeah. a case for having a CRM or some sort of a reminder system to remind yeah. you to follow up. I mean, honestly, like feel free to beat you up a little, beat yourself up a little bit about that. If, if you didn't if, follow up, yeah. yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't follow up and there's, there's a deal out there that you didn't get because you forgot, then you should re-examine your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> what you should do is you should say, what, how, how possibly can other businesses remember to follow up? How do you yeah. remember everything? And then you don't remember everything. You have software or tools that help you remember like yeah. a CRM. And we have episodes about CRM, uh, but a customer relation management software. And, uh, and that is something that you can email a customer a quote and then set yourself a reminder in that software to remind you in, in 48 hours to make, to ask if they have any questions or whatever it might be. Ab absolutely. I love that. Yep. Um, uh, and that's a great part of the sales review is, is understanding that um, any lost deals in general, why you lost them. And, uh, and then if you're okay with the loss or not, right. like I mentioned, if the price was yeah. too low, well, then I'm not going to sell for that price. That's okay. I forgot to follow up with the customer. Shame on me. Yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. So I think also to take a more global look and, and figure out, and we've talked about this before for a year, a, an annual recap is just take a quick look and and uh, write down what your best sale of the month was and your worst sale. Mm -hmm. So your your best sale might be um, measured in a couple of different ways. Could be the one that you made the most amount of money on in profit. Mm -hmm. Could be the one that was the most profitable, which means maybe you sold five shirts and you made enough made as much money as you would normally sell ten or twenty shirts. Yeah, right. Um, or it could just be you enjoyed the heck out of it. Like yeah, it was, it was, it was a multimedia thing that you were really excited about doing. You got to do it. So that's the best mm -hmm. sale of the month. Yeah. It's something that you would hang up on the wall to show up future customers. Right. Uh, another best sale of the month could be um, you, you've got a really small order, but for a customer with huge potential. Yeah. I like that. You know, like I only did five shirts, but it's for the national such and such society which I yeah. know has 10,000 members and 20 chapters and I'm in now. Like, how am I going to, 
how am I going to advertise to that group so I can get you know deeper into that group later? So yeah. that's another potential best sale of the month. Um, those are really opportunities for growth. I, I love that. Yeah, so, and the worst um, also could be just terrible customers. Yeah, it could be a terrible, could be an Yours. unprofitable job. Yeah, somebody you hated talking to on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think one of the best things you could do as a business owner is not do business with jerks. If you, you, you have that opportunity. Yeah. If you are in an owner ownership position, yeah, then, um, then you can definitely do that. And I encourage you to do that. Yeah. I think unfortunately, if you're not in an owner position, like some podcasters, I know (laughs) you're just not allowed. (laughs) You're just not allowed. Um, no, it, it's it's true though, um, and and all of it. I think that the best part about is if you're in the owner position, or is um, this best and worst sale of the month, you get to define all that, right? Based on your goals and and dreams, you know. And I I think that like that's that's the kind of thing that that gives me you know chills type of stuff is like yeah. gosh. You get you get to decide what the best sale of the month is. If you're profit driven, it's that. If you're happiness driven, it's that. You know, whatever it is. If it, um, so I think that that's super cool. Cool. Um, um, so we we should probably revisit the legal stuff again. Yes, legal stuff just kind of being the last one on the list. Um, I just define the stuff as uh, the stuff that can get your business shut down. The stuff that good, can prevent you from doing business in the future, yeah. the stuff that can cause you to have to pay fines or being able to stop uh, stop you from growing or yeah. doing something that you want. So uh, tax filings, certificates, licenses, what, what else? Yeah. You know, so I think that you need to make sure that you have your local business license. I mean, to, I mean, the basics for setup. Because a lot of people will get started and they'll get a little bit busy and it'll just kind of fall by the wayside. Yeah. You know, you you probably need to pay sales tax every month. Or right? every so quarter. You, need to, or you have to determine what your state and local rules are, yes. right? So yeah. you figure that out or have somebody figure it out for you and make it a part of either your monthly review or your quarterly review, however it has to be done. Um, but if you don't consist, if you don't have somebody doing it for you, uh, then you need to make sure that you're uh, you're reminding yourself somehow. And if you if you're not paying attention to things on a regular basis, you're going to get lost in it. Yeah, I'd also uh, maybe and and I'm I'm stretching here to say that you have to do this every month. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you if you write up a quote, or if you have an order that people fill out online, just make sure that all the language in it is legally appropriate and hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. So if your quote says net 30, make sure it's net thir- that that's what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that you're not violating any local ordinances or laws, um, especially if you are kind of an, I'm, I'm going to say this and it's going to make, make people angry. Um, if you are a, if you're in like a traditional screen printer mm-hmm. that uses traditional screen printing ink, you need to make sure that all of your legal stuff with, am I really allowed to do this in my city or county or location? Um, am I disposing of all this stuff properly? Because in the beginning, when I was, wasn't using much, it was no big deal to put it in my garbage can. But now I'm filling up two garbage cans a week out of the back of my house. You know, someone is going to notice, you know, so whatever, whatever business you're in, just make sure that you've got all your 
all your legal stuff tight. Yeah. And that stuff can be a little tricky too. I mean, mentioning the chemical stuff, how do you know if your uh, city or county or state has changed some sort of um, environmental laws? Right. You, you, I'm, I'm not asking you necessarily, but it's not an easy answer to say, I would, how would I know? I don't, I'm not sure, you know? So yeah. uh, if you have, uh, an attorney that you work with, or there's a website you can go to, or if there's a, a hotline that you can call for the state, you can ask questions like that. And uh, again, maybe monthly is too much for something like that. But in regards to your legal stuff and your monthly check-in, maybe every quarter or every six months on that particular event, hopefully you're putting this stuff in a calendar, you're putting, you know, check for any changes in laws in regards to the type of business I do. Yeah. Actually, I think maybe on a monthly basis, you just decide that you're going to think hard about the legal stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to, you're going to pay attention. You're going to say, analyze it a bit. Yeah. Taxes, licenses, anything changed. I'm good. All my, my quote language, my order language is all good. I've got terms and conditions on my website. Like all that is still taken care of. We're good. 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 And, and I think that um that covers everything. I mean, Mark put a note in here, um, you know, homeowners associations, you know, do you, do you run a business from your home? If you do, you know, um, be sure you're not doing anything that's in violation because it would suck to get a letter in the mail and just be like, what am I going to do? You know? Yeah. Hey, um, hey, uh, Mark Vila, I noticed when I was driving by your house, you had yeah. the garage open and there, there was a commercial manufacturing equipment. Yeah. You know, which is what apparel decoration equipment is some sometimes categorized and that's against our HOA regulations. You have 72 hours to shut that down. Yeah. Which is why I recommend in front of your house, you put like a series of like flames that shoot up and hide <laughs> your garage. That's why you can open the garage and nobody can see in beyond the flame wall. <laughs> so I like that. I mean, that actually, in my HOA, flame walls are approved. I just don't know about yours, so check. Um, but it, you are going to have neighbors like that that are just ruiners. Yeah. They're the same type of people who are jerk customers, probably. Um, <laughs> but uh, probably. and in and, and all seriousness, it is important to just understand and know those things and know where you're sitting so you don't have any surprises. Yep. Um, there's something we don't have on the list that I think is just worth a brief thing. Um, clean up. Oh, go through, your, go through your shop, your room. You, if you have, if you have a full, if you have a full business or a full warehouse, or you just have a single room that you're working out of, whatever it is, sweep, mop, pick up, scrape, paint stuff off the floor, you know, on empty buckets, uh, whatever it might be, uh, just do a quick little monthly cleanup. Also electronic cleanups are good too. Empty that uh, downloads folder, you know, move all the invoices to the proper places, um, go into your accounting software. The cleanup is a part of the accounting stuff too, you know, um, just general cleanup is good electron- electronically, physically, and then mentally too. Probably not a bad idea to meditate on a little bit of your ideas and dump out the stuff in your head that's driving you nuts and uh, take in uh, the the... I don't know, the new thoughts or energy that are going to, you know, make you strive to do something great next month. Yeah. yeah I, I, gut I check. I, I'm writing things down. Great. 
So this is all, all this stuff is going to be in the show notes on customapparelstartups.com. Mark's typing some of the things I've added in right now. So if you're listening to this and you want to see a list like this, go to uh, the podcast website and you can find episode 183 and you'll see all these notes and all the other episodes that we've got on approximately 180 plus other topics that you might find interesting for your business and a bunch of notes on those topics as well. So definitely buzz through if this is your first episode you've listened through. Thank you. I think we've got a bunch of great stuff out there. And um, the really old stuff's probably potato quality because it's like seven years old or something, but it's still pretty good content. It's it really is. We still refer to those those early. Yeah, I've uh, thought early. about us kind of going through some of those old episodes and doing redos. Of course, it wasn't video. We were just holding up pieces of paper in front of the camera with our <laughs> notes. There was just like no audio. It's like a we used a a flip chart, you know, like yeah, when you're doing a presentation. All the math was abacus. <laughs> um, so well, great. Um, the, you know, the purpose and the final note we put here, you know, the purpose of the monthly checkup is, is, you know, not always just pricing or paying bills, but it, you know, that gut check is important. And it's, it's really though, I think from a highest level, it's creating consistent habit of checking all of the important things on a regular basis. Yeah. Making sure you don't forget details, making sure you don't misplace thoughts, ideas, and things you wanted to do. And what happens is, is humans in general, people with, uh, with, uh, you know, the human brain, you will recognize patterns and oddities without actually saying you're trying to look for them. Right. It's just something that we can do. Yep. So if you're looking every month at all of these things, things will stand out as a good pattern, a bad pattern, or an anomaly. And then you get to address that because you're used to looking at this stuff, uh, which is going to put you ahead of all the people who don't do that and let it all and let it get away till it's too late or 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 it becomes a big mess. I agree, and I have a final challenge for everyone. Okay, I'm is ready. to go through at least twenty episodes of the CAS podcast and look at the wall behind Mark Vila. Okay, <laughs> and 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 let us know if you notice any changes. That is your, that is your, that is your goal for, um, noticing anomalies. Have you noticed any changes? I won't say because I really just want people to listen to 20 episodes of the podcast now and pay close attention. So curious. there may not have been. All right. Anyway, that was, um, that was great, Mark. <laughs> thanks for, um, thanks for this episode number 183. I thought it's uh, really useful. Hope you all got something out of it. Absolutely. If you have any ideas for episodes or something you'd like us to cover that we haven't or revisit, uh, please uh, reach out to us and uh, and let us know and we'll we'll turn it into something. Sounds good. You guys have a great business. 